The Digital Head Voice podcast is brought to you by MedTech Word in collaboration with Digital Health Motor. Episode number 21. Here we go. And today we are going to meet Lucas Perez, the founder of Head My Project. It was a very intriguing discussion on active aging and even on the concept of autonomy, especially in healthcare. And I think that uh, there is a wonderful opportunity ahead of us. And I'd like you to listen very careful to each of the words that Lucas has to say for us. And with that in mind, we dive deep into the interview. So welcome, Lucas. Welcome to our podcast slash video interview because we make um, the digital head voice available on multiple channels. And uh, Lucas, I know that you are the founder of uh, Head My Project, which is which is also like a, the things that really struck me in the project when I was having doing some background research, especially on what you're doing, was the fact you know that uh, there is this aspect of health and autonomy those really struck me that i think it's one of the first times where i saw a specific company using the word autonomy i've never seen this before um but if i had to go back like how how did you get here like what's your digital head journey you know it's our classic question here at the digital head voice and like what brought you here with us today like how did you end up on a digital head podcast like what happened there man so first of all thank you for for having me today Uh, my name is lucas perez i'm a strategic and medical expert in the field of healthcare and autonomy and so what is autonomy autonomy is for me and through my work Uh, this technology uh, allowing, for example, a senior population or by facility uh, disabled people uh, to improve their cognitive and functional abilities. Uh, for example, uh, a deambulator or, for example, um, a system of teleassistance uh, could be a, a, a technology for autonomy what we also called a gerontology, technology, geronto technology. Geronto, okay. Hmm, okay. Geronto technology. And so this, uh, this conception um, is from the University of Eindhoven in Holland uh, in uh, 97, I think. And researchers um, worked on, the, on, this, uh, on these concepts to improve the life of uh, the senior. And, and they, they worked on, the, for example, the bones, the muscles of the seniors uh, through certain technologies, like, for example, uh, proprioceptive bikes. So the proprioception is, is as you maybe know, uh, the, the sensitivity of the body in the space. But you can also work on some technologies for uh, the, the wellness or the, the mental of, of the seniors. Uh, working on, for, for example, uh, memory or um, fighting against uh, depression or, or some, uh, some pathology uh, that could be, uh, impact the senior population. 
and it was my first my my first uh, work as a, as a researcher in a, in a French organization, a public organization for for research, and and it was my my first uh, my first work, my maybe my first baby. <laughs> Yeah, we have a couple of babies. When, when, especially when, when, for us that work in digital health, it is inevitable that you have something which is like your baby, your project, something that you made a reality. Because you know we are the ones leading this, and we are the ones kind of driving this. Because let's put it like um, in a very simple way, you don't find so many doctors or so many health professionals who are fully focused on digital health and usually the ones that are are the ones that are incredibly passionate about it so it's this is not like for example specialty which is extremely popular let's say let me just take one for example someone who's a general medicine specialist you might find like thousands if not hundreds of thousands of doctors specialized in general medicine uh which is brings volume, but not necessarily passion. But when it comes to digital health, you definitely have so many people because it's such a it's such a field that we have to kind of fight against the tide a bit, against the normal way of doing things. Then you know it it makes it it makes us so attached to our project. So you really brought something out very interesting. But I'm curious about like health my out. Held my project is that correct? Held my project. Yes, it's correct. Yeah. Uh, how do you make it? How do you make the experience work for organizations, health professionals, and their patients? How do you make it? How do you make the experience work? Like, I would love to hear from you a practical example of how Held my project, if possible, of course, how Held my project has actively helped a specific situation to achieve autonomy, for example, or to achieve like pos pos positive healthcare outcomes. Now is your chance, like tell me all about it. So I'm, I'm going to give you an, an example. In France, uh, in the, the region of Paris, uh, we created, not, not my, my company, but uh, the government and uh, the region and uh, and great hospitals uh, created a, an ecosystem of startups specializing in the field of aging. And this ecosystem is called Silver Valley. It's a sort of Silicon Valley for, for uh, aging businesses. Oh, wow. Silver Valley. Hmm. Silver does it Valley, look a bit yeah. silver? Like, does it look a bit silver? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope not. But, uh, but that's, that's very interesting what you do. Silver Valley. Okay, you, I'm, consider me intrigued. Tell me more about it. Yeah, and and so what is interesting in this uh, in this ecosystem is the fact that you have a lot of company uh, working on, uh, for example, devices to to improve uh, the the life of uh, of the seniors. And for for instance, one of our clients uh, is a company. Um, offering um, a certain type of bike uh, to to work some muscles uh, for for the seniors when the seniors uh, cycling uh, this this type of bike, he, he he works on a certain type of uh, of uh, of muscles uh, called the ischions, uh, for example, and thanks to the 
thanks to the thanks to the bike, uh, the senior will improve uh, his uh, quality of life and maybe his lifespan, for for instance. And my company, uh, in my company, uh, we have a lot of doctors, uh, a medical specialist in in surgery, uh, in geriatrics, and maybe in, in pediatry. And the strength of our company is the fact that we have a pool of doctors. And compared to another type of consulting firm like uh, PwC or other firm uh, with outside them, so our strength is to, to give to the company a medical view, uh, a medical insight about um, its project, you know. And for this project in particular, we, we gave some uh, tips, some medical tips to improve the bike, uh, saying, for example, okay, uh, if you uh, modify the movement of, uh, of the cycling, uh, you could possibly uh, actionate some muscles and work, for example, uh, to avoid a, a certain type of disease, uh, uh, very present uh, for the senior, like uh, sarcopenia, for example. And uh, yeah, we work uh, we work on this uh, on this segment, on this medical segment to improve uh, the bike. And of course, the the medical part of this analysis is linked to another part, and this another part is the strategical part. If your bike has a medical purpose, you can also go uh, to a specific market, uh, a market for a specific produ product with a, a medical purpose and maybe reach the, the C marking for, for instance. Cool. Wow. I mean, uh, like even the, this, uh, this, pr this, I, this project that you have, like it's quite cool that you, you had the opportunity to provide advice for a bike. That's you know sometimes I I, I kind of have the impression, uh, and this is happening also through my background. For example, in the health for all aspects, you know that in our policies, for example, this for more from a policy level, the the fact that you have like a health for all policy that in whatever kind of policy, be it finance, be it transport you make sure that the element of health is included but i think the same way could be said to to for example sports devices it could be said to other kind of devices that for example might not necessarily be health related but could could you know for example you know cooking devices there's such a big opportunity just in the specific cooking device for example even in a simple oven for example, or in a, a hub, you know, like the opportunities there are endless in a microwave for all I know. There's endless opportunities for health advice to help someone achieve autonomy by cooking better food, for example. I mean, if you think about it, and I just took one part, I didn't take like a holding, but there is an opportunity, you know, even for example, um, on the, your TV, you know, there could be some health advice given there. You know, it could it could be integrated within a smart TV that you have health education. I mean, like, even just thinking about it, I'm wishing you, like, look, you can't take these ideas. Just take them. Just take them, Lucas. And But it's not about taking the ideas, but actually implementing them. So I wish you luck. I hope you get a deal with Samsung or something, you know, yeah. to make sure that these ideas are, <laughs> right, are yeah. happening. But really, I mean, it, it, the opportunity is there. 
And I think that um, I think that we are at a stage in time where we really need to push for digital head to be, you know, available not just through the healthcare aspect, but the public health, but across across the board through different products, through different devices. There is really is a big, big opportunity there, and I think that's really that's really one way to 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 make this thing happen. And and looking now, not just at the present, but looking at the future. How do you see, you know, Head My Project fitting in the in the future of digital health and medtech, like in the next five to ten years? How do you see the project evolve? What's like, uh, what's up on the roadmap? Maybe you can share some hints of the company's roadmap. Um, like, how do you see digital health and medtech evolving in general? Tell, like, tell me your thoughts. You know, it's it's good to hear from your side, your perspective. So I want to <clears throat> I want to highlight uh, many things for medtech and for digital health. The first thing I, I would like to to say is that for medtech, uh, you have uh, possibly many disciplines uh, that could fit uh, the medtech that could improve that could enhance uh, the medtech um, area. Uh, for example, um, we met in Paris uh, a company. Uh, working on microfluidics. Uh, microfluidics. Microfluidics. Okay. Microfluidics. Cool. Yes. For for our audience that might not know the topic, can you give maybe give us a brief explanation yeah. and you can you can continue? Yeah. So the, the microfluidics is the science of fluids. Okay, so cool. one of the one of the most famous example of microfluidics is, for example, the pregnancy testing. Oh, wow, right. <laughs> how it works. No, how no, I mean, I, I haven't even thought about it. And my wife is an obstetrician and gynecologist, so I should have known this, you know. <laughs> she knows it. So th- this, type of, uh, this type of test is based on capillarity. And microfluidics is the science of capillarity. And at this moment, at this moment of, of the pandemic, this type of test for preventive and, um, yes, and, and diagnosis is very important to, to improve this type of test. You can, for example, miniaturize this, uh, this type of devices thanks to the microfluidic. And so for me, this science uh, will be very uh, crucial and will have an impact, a positive impact uh, for uh, the medtech, for the medtech. Um, because at this time, this uh, preventive and diagnosis uh, type of test is, is crucial. Um, and for me, this, this science, this discipline uh, could be perfectly fit uh, with the medtech area. This is my first point. And my second point for digital health is uh, this, um, how can I say, um, this, this all the disciplines, this uh, innovative discipline that, that could fit and that we can mix with digital health. For example, one of the, the most famous uh, discipline we already know is blockchain, is NFTs, is metaverse, and all these uh, decentralized technologies. And actually, we, we worked uh, on, uh, on certain projects uh, about uh, the, the data decentralization, uh, the fact we could maybe um, 
uh, provide some services uh, with some uh, incentives uh, for the patient uh, through, for example, a token allocation. Not a Bitcoin, but, but a, a specific token create on a specific blockchain, create for a specific healthcare project. And I know that Malta is a, a sort of crypto island. <laughs> Malta well, is. Well, let's uh, we, you know, active. like it's, uh, but it's, let's say that Malta is extremely active, you know. Um, yeah. uh, you know, in, in this feed, and we've been, you know, we've been pioneering to the best of our ability are the way forward, you know, so we've really been pushing, pushing, pushing there. So, you know, sometimes um, the beauty of Muata, like, is that, you know, is that we're extremely intense in our approach, but that makes us passionate and that makes us, you know, kind of want to really push and push the boundaries as well. In this matter but but tell me more about this because it, you, you know you really really bring me quite interested here i'd love to learn more so what what i what i think and uh, and what i believe in the future is that the future of digital health will be deeply linked to the future of blockchain uh, for example, uh, you have in um, in, in US uh, some projects aiming to offer some free services, uh, free telemedicine services based on a blockchain. You have, for example, another project using the play to earn. So the play to earn is an ecosystem where the users plays and earn money uh, or earn tokens. So uh, thanks to the blockchain because you prove, uh, you prove you play. And thanks to this uh, proof of, uh, of playing, you reserve some, some tokens. And we could imagine for healthcare, a sort of health to earn, you know, when you can get some tokens, for example, because you share your data uh, during a clinical trial, uh, because yeah, you uh, yes, you share your data in a in a in a certain type of vault uh, for the pharmaceutical industry, for uh, insurance, or for public bodies, for for example. And we could imagine in the future of uh, of digital health, of course, a sort of health to earn. And through Health My Project, uh, we were actually with a, a consortium of, of company based in France and Switzerland, and we work on this type of, of technology uh, to make possible, for example, a sort of a play to earn, but for the healthcare. And, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's a big work. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, this, this, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've heard of this concept before especially about the tokenization and you know like those concepts and actually even i had the opportunity to have some tokens of my own actually in another healthcare related project so uh, i'm not i'm not i'm not surprised but but i still think that we're struggling in general with the implementation of such projects that means that the skills the skills that are um, that are needed to develop such projects are not widely available so there really is a need of uh, of teams of people of project teams of companies of you know even like from all different aspects to be able to deliver these projects and build tokens but also something that I've kind of realized as well that is 
that's not like the understanding only on the implementation and the visionary, but also from a policy level. That means that if, for example, um, we want to build healthcare tokens, but with a deep linkage with the government, for example, in our case, in Mota, if we had to build like a healthcare token system, ideally it would be built really closely in touch with the, the Minister for Health. Because, because Mota, in the way that we, we work, our financing model, our healthcare financing model, is deeply linked with the provider, the provider and the payer because the government is offering these services. So if we have to build these kind of services, they need to be deeply linked with what's happening within the government. The private providers could also have a big role, but, and I think this is the same for a number of other countries where they have, you know, this universal health coverage approach. Exactly. We have a lot to learn from, from each other. And, and I know that you're from, uh, from France, but my big question to you would be, are you traveling from France to Moeta this, com this, this coming November? Will you be coming to MedTechWorld 2022? Will we see you there? Sure, sure, yes. I, I probably, uh, yes, I will be there uh, probably in, in Malta. So first of all, yes. because uh, I like this island. <laughs> oh, wow. Is it, uh, you've been here before? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Great, great, I, I was, cool, I cool. I was in Malta uh, one summer. And uh, yes, I, I like this uh, this island for uh, yes for tourism, of course, but also for uh, this mindset uh, that I love uh, because I know your universities, uh, I know your sense of innovation, and I like it. I like it, and uh, I, I will be there for sure. <laughs> Can't wait to really to see you and to to meet you, Lucas, in person because that's it's always much better to meet in person. Or uh, I mean, even we're doing this over a Zoom call, uh, but 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 so it's so beautiful how even through a Zoom call you can start building connections with people and start building meaningful relationships, even like just through the simple exchange of ideas and visions, you know. Uh, because when you hear someone else doing the same thing, you feel encouraged, you feel empowered. You say, okay, if someone else is doing this, then I can at least start ideating. I can start thinking about it. I can start sharing with people. I can start saying this idea to this and that person and maybe get them going. So really, there is so much opportunity here. And even like if I had to kind of summarize and think, the idea of this autonomy, this is amazing, you know, autonomy. And I hope that uh, a patient organization would pick this up and uh, get started on working on something like this. But believe it or not, Lucas, we're really coming to the end of our podcast. I hate to say this, but it's a reality because we're limited by time. But, but also when we have this limited time, we have an opportunity to really shine with the topics of our passion so to speak and lucas you have now one minute okay to raise awareness of on any specific topic of your choice it doesn't have to be healthcare you know it doesn't have to be you know on it could be whatever you choose like one minute to raise awareness it could be maybe even a charity so the timer is starting off you go give it your best <laughs> So, sorry that my, my, my tropism in healthcare uh, will, uh, will, will talking. Sorry, but so it is important to, to raise the awareness 
about uh, all these uh, new technologies such as uh, blockchain and uh, decentralized technology. So as you said, you have a lot of coders, developers uh, working on amazing projects in Metaverse, uh, NFT marketplace uh, for uh, healthcare services. Okay, but be careful, be aware that the market is not very mature uh, for now in terms of healthcare and please to and yes and please to keep an eye on the on the regulation and all the risk correlated uh, to this um, market sensible market just an example um, okay you have a little number of uh, healthcare project uh, based on, on blockchain actually and so now the situation for the crypto market uh, is not very uh, brilliant not very bright uh, what, so when, the, when the, the main crypto in this market are uh, falling down, uh, the, the, the capitalization of this little project in, in healthcare are also falling, falling down. And be careful about that because it's impact uh, this type of project and it, it could a sort of red flag for, for investors. So if you want to... Uh, to go to to this uh, to this domain to the, to this area, so be careful about that about the regulation in bioethics. Uh, for example, I think about NFTs and sort, uh, for example, the uh, organs uh, sellings uh, through X-ray and, and etc. But also uh, keep an eye on uh, the capitalization of, of this market. It will be very important to uh, to be successful on, on this uh, on this market. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like, that's really, really interesting, Lucas. But I mean, if we just look at the markets right now, there, there's quite a lot of st it's, it's struggling. The markets are struggling. And, and it's not only just in crypto, but also in the normal stock markets, in the, in the traditional stock markets, where we're seeing like down, prices going downwards. And this is the same happening even for digital head startups and digital head companies, actually. I can't even call them startups when they are on the market because usually they're quite mature when they get to that stage. But we're seeing we're seeing quite a lot happening over there. And really and truly, at the end of the day, the focus needs to be on meeting an unmet need, meeting a pain point. I think that's going to be critical moving forward. If you want digital health and medtech to succeed, we really need to focus on the pain points. What is really needed? Uh, I know that we... It's, it's important to be innovative, but at the same time, we really need to balance out and ensure that we really meet the unmet needs, especially when something like so precious like healthcare with limited resources. And with that in mind, Lucas, I would like to thank you. I would like to thank our audience for listening to us. You can find us on all the podcast channels available. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so many different places. Just look up the Digital Head Voice and you'll find us there. Moreover, you can also check us out on MetaQuerd Facebook page, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter, where you can get the latest uh, Digital Head podcast available for you. Thank you, Lucas. Um, a bientôt. Thank you. A bientôt. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a nice day. Thank you.